What is up, everybody? Welcome to the newest episode of the First Five Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Pennell, here at Element Health and Wellness in Uptown Dallas. We are live on Instagram as well. And I got a special guest with me today, Dr. Matt Delgado. Welcome, buddy. Hey, hey, thank you. Good to be here. Love it, man. It was uh, it was awesome to catch up a little bit even before we get in. Like right before the podcast starts, we're talking about all the good stuff, you know, and then you get on, you're like, oh, shit, here I, we go. I agree. I think some of the best conversations happen either right before or right after <laughs> yeah, a podcast. Exactly I'm like, right. man, why don't we say that? <laughs> <laughs> you're exactly right. Well, so you're up in Dallas for the weekend. Uh, you're practicing in Austin. You know, what's going on here in Dallas? I've got a good friend here. He's right behind you taking pictures of us. He's an attorney, which I know we were going to talk about some personal injury stuff today, uh, but just v- visiting a friend, and I, I love Dallas, so here I am. Awesome. So now, did you grow up in the area? Kind of talk me through your background and then why you went over to Austin. Yeah, I'm from the Pacific Northwest, well, Washington State, and I, I was going to ask, are you Canadian? You have like a, <laughs> or it's your Midwest the accent. Yeah. You've got the... You, you sound Canadian, yeah, well, and I grew up on the Canadian border. So we, uh, I think we get a lot of that Midwest where we get some of the almost Minnesota or Wisconsin exactly. and, and uh, Illinois up around Chicago. But a lot of that, too, came, you know, my, my biggest mentor in St. Louis was, was Dr. Mike Murphy, and he's Canadian. He's from Windsor and uh, or right through. on the border there. Yeah, it and then through. just, you know, it seems to rub off on you a little bit. Yeah, so I, I grew up right outside of vancouver british columbia bellingham washington which is about an hour outside of not even outside of downtown vancouver okay Um, and i went to life west for chiropractic school so bay area stayed on west coast my whole life and found austin just while i was in school i did a seminar here in dallas actually i think it was a bgi seminar and i fell in love with austin i went down for a week by myself and just explored the city i love to travel and solo traveled too and I fell in love with it. It's the West Coast, but in Texas. And if you've been to Austin, you know what I mean. And just that vibrant energy, young, fun, uh, really health conscious, naturey feel. And that's exactly what I love. So it, it it took me away. And I've been there for three years now. Awesome. Yeah. I would say Austin, Dallas, and, and maybe one more than the other, but it seems like for being Midwest, there's still kind of that melting pot area where you have some East Coast, you have some West Coast. I think that's what's made it a little bit more fun being down here than even being up North is that you just get so much culture all mixed together. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and same in Dallas. I love Dallas. I love Austin. Sorry, the rest of Texas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, all right, we, we get into Austin now. What, what made you decide to start a practice? Did you work with somebody else? Kind of walk me through that transition from school to real world. So right out of school, I actually moved to Omaha, Nebraska, and I worked as an associate in a huge office. would see about, I'd say, 1,500 to 2,000 patients a week. And it was an office I felt inspired in. So I remember going to visit Omaha, and I... I wouldn't move to Nebraska for no reason. So I just, I thought it would be good experience before opening my own practice. I think I had in my head, I'll work for two years. I think a lot of, I don't know if you thought the same, I'll work for an associate or as an associate for two years and then open my own. I think that's kind of the standard track or somewhat standard track of many chiropractors. I think it's a smart route. Yeah. I lasted three months though. And then I quit. (laughs) So just because of the setup or just 
the I was it was too much for me. It Got was it. 75 hours a week ish. We were working, wow. and I just I mean, money aside, I you know I had an expectation. I guess I'll share this as a student that I'd be coming out of school making a significant amount of money. Sure. I was making less money than I was when I was waiting tables. So I was probably taking home about 30 something thousand a year. And I just working 75 hours a week. Yeah. And after three months and seeing what the clinic was bringing in too, I was like, Oh man, this just doesn't feel right. And, but it was my health that was declining. That's why I quit more than anything. I was, I would work just for the experience of that to learn systems and it was great systems. And I'm glad that I worked there, but my health three months in started, just declining my my hair was falling out i remember calling my mom and like having a panic attack because i had never had like a major health problem that i had known of in my life and i went to a series of doctors it was graves disease for people that aren't familiar with that autoimmune thyroid diagnosis so my body was just so fatigued and so worn out partially from school from doing a you know four-year program in three years and then jumping right into this high-stress job and high-hour job, it was too much. So I spent the next two months on a friend's couch and guest room just recovering, just nursing myself back to good health. And then from there, I really took about a year off. My first year of being a chiropractor with hitting the pause button, which is the hardest thing in the world to do. It's like now I can empathize for people as a chiropractor when I tell them, hey, don't work out for, you know, you need to take a month off. Or you need yeah. to take a week off. I'm like, ah, oh, it's so hard. I just want to work out. I know I've been there. For me, it was a year. But when you hit the pause button long enough, you let your body heal, amazing things happen. So that was just the case. A year and a half into my developing my health routine and my health process, I sent, I was able to, you know, send this autoimmune diagnosis into remission. Wow. And then you have Life Spring Chiropractic came about in Austin, Texas, right after that. So I, I waited until, I'm leaving out a lot of pieces, but I essentially had a loan from a family member, $2,000, and that's what I started my business on. Wow, okay. I mean, yeah. two grand's not a lot. Not a lot. And I was calculating in my head, okay, I know how to get by. I had this little beater car, and I knew how to live frugal, I just, for some reason too, and my uncle asked me, he goes, who I was living with at the time, waiting tables with a doctorate degree in New Mexico. He said, how much money do you need to start your practice? I said, "Mm, $2,000. And he goes, okay, well, I believe in you. And I see you here spinning your wheels, hustling, trying to get this thing going. So I'm just going to give you this loan. So he gave me that $2,000. A week later, I showed up in Austin, Texas. I didn't know anyone. And and the story started there. <laughs> That's crazy. So what year was this now? This is 2017. So okay. October 2017 is when I started up. It was end of October. And I was also told, mostly by family members, I don't know if you should be doing this, or this isn't a great idea, or starting a business this time of year is probably not a good idea. It's like all the naysayers were actually my closest friends and family. And that not makes all, it tough, too. But many. Yeah. yeah. It, it did. Have you, have you found that over time... Like if you want something, you just gotta, I don't know, gotta dive in and do it for yourself, right? Because I, although I think at times we get really strong support from friends and family, at the same time, the naysayers can jump up. You can get some negative thoughts in your head. You know what? What was your experience there, and and how did you just, from a determination standpoint, just like fuck it, I'm gonna do it? 
it was in my head the whole time. Was, Fuck it, I can, I will watch me. Yeah. It was my mantra. And that was something that I actually said I again it. and again to myself when I was even in my car, like doing a lot of these old school systems in the beginning, like passing out flyers. I would literally print out flyers, go business to business and just introduce myself. That's and amazing. In my car, I would say to myself that I have nothing to lose. I have everything to gain. I can, I will watch me. And I believed in myself first and foremost that I can do it and that I will do it. And I wasn't on this cliff shouting it because people are going to stare at you funny like, yeah, sure, dude, you along with the rest of us. Yeah. So you just do it. You just show up and you just do it. And then you find the right people. That was a huge part of it. I'm sure we'll get into that. But finding a group of people, not just myself, that was doing the same thing, that believed in the same thing as me and that we could help and support each other. As a team, you get so much farther, so much quicker than you ever will by yourself. And you're looking at, you know, Jarrett right here. He's in here with me, one of my closest friends now. This started as a professional relationship, but it was just two guys, similar mindset. Let's do it together instead of by ourselves. And that's what we're trying to do with this podcast, right? Like that's why having, you know, Dr. Matt on here is is so important because I want you guys to hear like I didn't even know some of this back end story. You know, we connected through Instagram originally and then started talking and having conversations, but I mean, this is the bread and butter of what it takes to grow a practice and have the grit and grind. I mean, that's amazing. Like, I'm blown away because that's a really significant story. Most of the people that are probably listening to this didn't start out that way and probably won't have to start out that way. So to go from basically ground zero, I mean, two yeah. grand, how did you come up with $2,000 as as that starting point? So that was my loan. So that was, I was waiting tables and the funny story with that and all these stories, the book that I'm writing, it's a stories book. It's not a doctory book, but it has health things built in because it cool. was how I went from an autoimmune diagnosis to a lifted diagnosis a year and a half later. And more than that, it was a story of how did I find hope? How did I find that happiness and that balance in my life instead of building my you know, life around my job? I'm now building my job around my life. And that shift was huge and it took a while to get there, but it started with a loan. It started with a $2,000 loan from my uncle who believed in me. So that's, that was it. And I mean, unreal story, but like what the $2,000, like what, why did you go, Hey, I need two grand to start a business or start a practice. So where did that number come from? I, I was thinking of in my head, what do I need to survive? Because I know that I can grind and figure out a way to get an income once I'm there, but I want a safety net of a two months, potentially three months worth of living. So where did you plan on living? If, if two grand was going to last you two or three months, like I, where, where I, did... yeah, I know how to live cheap. <laughs> and then I found, and this was like, and maybe this is a West coast in me too, is just like, you know, you put something out into the universe and you're very yeah. specific with it. My mentor at one point, my mentor at one time said that to me, he said, the universe works on specifics. If you're not specific, you get leftovers. So I wrote down the exact neighborhood I would live in, how much money I would pay and what I would be doing and where I'd be. It all happened. It all happened. Unreal. And it was 600 a month was my rent. And I had a master bedroom and I, uh, my own bathroom also in a neighborhood is Barton Hills for anyone who's familiar with Austin that I could walk to the green belt hiking right outside my front door. I could bike down to Zilker park and Barton Springs. So I was in my dream neighborhood paying $600 a month 
for rent. And then the same thing, and again, people will say maybe it's luck, but uh, something from a book, The Third Door, I don't know if you read it. Uh, he says, uh, one of the lines from that book, he gets uh, luck is like a bus stop. You have to be prepared for it, looking for it, to step onto it. If you miss one, there'll be more. But the same thing with that, like my next place of living, it just, it happened um, in an incredible way. I ended up like three months into moving to the place I moved in. She was selling the house. So I found a condo that a dentist owns. And he said, I remember what it was like to be a young doctor and not have a lot of money. What can you afford? So I'm like, oh, shit. Like this guy's literally letting me name my price. But I've got to be honest with myself. Like I'm used to paying 600 This is already... You know, if the amount for me, so I said I can do eight hundred, and he said okay, done. And it should have been about double that, sixteen hundred a month plus bills for the area Damn. that I was living in, and to have my dream like location, and that contributed so much to my mindset too that I was putting out it was like living in a place that I feel inspired, which is the essence of why I even moved to Austin. Living in a place I feel inspired, and I've been more so building through that I think than anything else. Talk, you know, as we're touching off of that, you said living in an area that inspires you. How important is it as a new chiropractor or any chiropractor and even just business in general, practicing where you want to live? I think there's a big, big part of that. Talk to me, your thoughts. Yeah, I think it's the most important, really, because who we are in life is who we are in business. If you create an amazing life for yourself, you're going to create an amazing business for yourself. So living in a place you want to live, you want to hang out in, you want to like go for walks. I mean, I like to go for walks. So a place where I can walk around in the neighborhood I enjoy, a place where I've got my favorite restaurants or coffee places or hikes in the area, that's important to me. That's why I went to Austin. And the difference even comparing that to when I was in Nebraska, it's just, it's insane. I mean, every city has its beauty and and sometimes we'll uh, go through things like that, like work for someone else to learn a skill set, which I think is a good idea actually before starting our own. But uh, it just, I think it's important to really enjoy the place you live. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's touch on, you just said that it's important to learn from somebody else, make some mistakes, grow. What do you think? Should people, when they graduate, you know, we I, I've talked about the three main options in the past and, and you really have your associate, you have an independent contractor and you have owning your own business. And there can be different variations and, and sub-levels of that where you're an associate, but you have some bonus and all of those things. What do you personally feel is the best way to start? I think it depends on the person. Because if you've been one to that's been really ambitious and you just know and you just believe it and you feel it, then go for it. Do it. But I, th- I think still having some guidance or some help. And I had some friends right out of school that opened their own up and and they did very well and they're doing very well. But at the same time, it's it's not a race at all. And it's, you know, some of the ones in, that worked as associates maybe learned better systems. And now immediately when they started their own, it boomed and it took off. So I think just finding the right fit for the person, honestly. And I think that that really entails the the essence of what the office is. So if, is it like a modern fun office? Is that, does that fit who you are as a person? Or is it really like an old school, they're doing yellow book or yellow page phone book ads? Like, I mean, if that's who you are, then cool, but you got to find something that fits who you are, people you want to hang out with. I agree. When you're talking about being an associate, do you feel like there's any dichotomy to where if 
if you are an associate and you feel like you go in with the mindset that I want to uh, learn and build and come up with my own ways of doing things based on what somebody else has already implemented, on the other side, do you feel like people ever get trapped to where they're, they start making money and they're like, I, I can't leave because I'm making money or I like started here. What do you say to those people? Yeah, if you uh, high risk, high reward. So, and, and what do you really want to? And I think that's the important. And even if you start your own, right? We It's so easy to get jaded or to chase money or to chase uh, patient visits or to chase whatever metric it is instead of what you personally want. So I think it's really important to grow yourself as a person more than a chiropractor first. And there's a, a friend of mine who is that he just uh, was on a podcast recently, actually. He's from here in Dallas. I'll drop it for people out there also. Um, it's uh, Thrive on Life podcast and Jevin is his name. And it's looking at leadership qualities. And he he looks at the person before their maybe cl- if it's a in a clinic environment their clinical skill set is like are they into personal development do they develop themselves as a person and i think that that's important and to come back around to that question is just knowing where you, where you really want like if you really want to start your own and to have your own you can't forget that and you can't just let it go because you're making a comfortable whatever it is 100,000 or 150,000 or whatever that is. Two things. One, I agree with what you said in regards to the person. That's a, that's a huge piece. I mean, when we bring on interns here, it's not that we're looking for the straight A student that crushed class and could adjust, uh, you know, do all the things. I'm looking for somebody like, you know, we've got Xavier in here now. He just wants to get in and work. He's been here one week and dude's coming in on a Saturday to help us out with this. Like there are little things in the back of my mind that just shows the commitment. This is not like we're talking chiropractic and I want him to learn this stuff. But the reason that he's here is to also test how much is he willing to do to go above and beyond to put in that time and effort to learn as much as possible. And I already knew that that was the case. He wouldn't be here if it wasn't, but I love that part of it. And I think that any of you who are looking to join a physician or have other physicians with you around you like find somebody that seems to fit your mentality because it's just going to mesh so much better you're going to enjoy your life you're not going to be constantly fighting that battle of why doesn't this person want to be here longer hours whatever like personalities are so different and that's actually it's funny you say that my mentor in austin he we narrowed it down to that that's what i hire on right there actually it doesn't matter if it's front desk or a chiropractor one question would you hang out with them outside of the office <laughs> that's it yeah. if the answer is no then it's a no because we got it it's our it's our space it's our family it's our yeah. people it's our chosen family so when we're around them we want to be around them and we want to like them and get along and laugh and have fun so when you i think building that right culture too is just it's important and joining the right culture if you're someone out there looking for a job is it does it fit with like who you are as a person and into your life for sure we've got a recently we just added a receptionist and what's interesting about her is she doesn't have any background in chiropractic now our office manager does but the receptionist does not what i thought was really interesting about her was that she was actually an assistant manager for insurance companies before like smaller ones that Mm -hmm. they had to do sales and they had to do 200 calls a day and what i loved about that is that she knew how to push she knew what the long hours were, even though our hours are shorter than what she was working. But I was really interested to see, hey, 
could we make what she knew and is good at with another company translate? And I was confident that we could. Yeah. And with two weeks, it's it's been significant. So definitely don't think that you have to have somebody that's only been in chiropractic or only been in medical that can help you. Find what need. You know, we need outreach. I need help with that. And she's making calls now. Within the first day, she made, you know, 10 calls, which may not seem like a lot to some people, but it's more than I've had from anyone else that's ever worked for me outside of myself, you know. And that's awesome. That's exactly, yeah. I I love that, yeah. It's interesting to see that come through. So you have your associate IC you're owning your own shop, right? Yes. When you're talking growing your own business, all right, it's hard not to get caught up in the the money side, in the patient visit side. Like how often do we want to see people, all those different things. What do you tell people like, look, we still got to eat. You know, we still got to potentially support a family or other people. How do you stay patient enough to let something grow yet still aggressive enough to grow it quickly? Great question, and that's uh, and it's fun. it's cool. A lot of these questions you're asking too are exact things that I talk about in the book I'm writing or I've just written about recently. And one of them was, and this is something that for me at least I only went through once in the beginning. But the two chiropractors I brought on, this happens in the beginning always for everybody. Is you're seeing dollar signs in your eyes before you're seeing a human in front of you. So learning how to balance the long-term and the short-term things, and it's maybe the same principle as saving money. Are you going to put the savings away now and let that, or invest in the stock market, let that interest compound and make a ton in the future? Or are you just chasing something more short-term now? And I think it comes back to to really building a brand and something that people trust and people trust you if you're honest with them if you tell them the truth that's that's more important long term and you can find i mean you got to get by in the beginning so it's hard you got to find that balance and i think that's where knowing what can you do short term to maybe up your sales a little bit or maybe when i was just starting out for me if here's an example that was doing screenings i've done four screenings since i opened my own practice and for people listening that don't know what a screening is if you're outside of the chiropractic profession it's where i got a table and i set up at a farmer's market to talk to people walking by that is something that we do not do as a business now and will never do in the future just us just by choice but in the beginning i had to find more of the short term what can i do short term to bring more income in immediately so that was it and then it's also the long-term things of let's no matter what we are not going to over prescribe visits to people ever 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 because the minute you do that people lose faith in you people lose trust in you and to me the most important thing is that trust and knowing even if you're not there a person to send them to the right person to a different practitioner i had someone come in the other day that she was kind of telling me your budget was tight and i said look for your and her daughter has uh, jra juvenile rheumatoid arthritis and with some of the lifestyle things i was saying you know what i think your money your first port first point of entry should be to a functional medicine medical doctor before me all right everybody that is a wrap for episode one with dr matt delgado please jump on to instagram follow him at at d-r-m-a-t-t-d-e-l-g-a-d-o dr matt delgado you can follow myself dr Pennell five and obviously the show at underscore the first five stay tuned episode two is next (laughs) 
keep going, yeah, yeah. 